When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's hour three of the most productive Lori and Julia show of the week here on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. You can also find us on the My Talk app and stay tuned this hour. We do have a giveaway. Don't know when that's going to be what yet. Away to again? the fun comedy and music. Oh, Tell yeah. me the name of that event. It's the Pay Gap Comedy and Music Festival at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds on Saturday, September 26th. An all-day event. Yes, and it's, it's fun. Fun stuff is happening. Be a fun thing to go to. It would be. Mm-hmm. It would be. Okay. okay, so you want to, yes, a J-Lo, just to get back to the Dancing with the Stars. and. Uh-huh. uh Tyra is toasting her mama with champagne right now and not reading anything that Twitter had to say about her last night. But ratings were up 30%. Um, but you got it. It's week two that counts. I know. We'll see if all these people yes. threatening, you know, yes. if you don't bring back Tom and Aaron or at least Tom, we're never watching again. But can okay. you be counted on for that idle threat? No, maybe, maybe no not. one ever can. We there's so many people so the, issue those things. So apparently, if OK Magazine is to believe, be believed, and so I believe that there are kernels of truth in this story. Okay, because OK Magazine is very shaky. It is, okay. but you know, Derek Huff is on World of Dance, which is Jennifer Lopez's. She produces that show. He's a fellow judge. Yes, he is. Okay. And he's um, a stand-in judge right now, though, for Dancing with the Stars because Len isn't available, right? Right, but Len is like eighty-seven years yeah, old or something crabby. like that. I mean, you know, he's he's an elderly British gentleman, mm-hmm. um, and so he just it, sometimes the slow kick out the door, the pandemic kick, as it were, right, is the way that you know some people will be out of their jobs. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, Jennifer Lopez is not only mad at Derek for doing this, but she's also mad at NBC that they didn't have a non-compete in his world of dance. 100%. Uh, thing. That part, I believe. And she's also mad at Tyra personally for poaching Derek. She blames Tyra. So the part of this story, I believe, is that she's upset that she didn't think to ask about him having a non-compete. As a judge. On a, as a judge. On a, when she dance knows program. Dancing with the Stars has been around. So yep. she's probably mad at herself, yep. too. Because she's an executive producer. And World of Dance, I feel like it has it's an opposite season. It is. Yeah. It's a completely yeah, yeah, opposite. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why. I don't think that she's 
mad at him. I don't know. I mean, but I guess I guess she could she be could. petty this way, or maybe she's in a bad mood because she didn't get it by the Mets. Oh. Right. All these things could be true, Lori. You know? All these things could be true. People contain multitudes. Right. Well, I guess the thing is, is that she could look at it as it's great exposure for Derek because people like, if you like how the judge he is, he's on my show too. Yeah. Look at what a great job he's doing. I think it's the bad mood about the Mets and probably Alex has been unbearable mm-hmm. because his he's a little esty. You can even tell how he looks a little bit, that he's a little esty. A little fuller in the middle. That's right. We're talking about a little and leg, he's little really feeling election. the feels and she's used to him being more... You know, not not quite so feeling, feeling the feels. Yeah, I got She's it. come to rely on that. And all of a sudden, he's really being a baby because um, he really did want to buy the meds. Not being a baby, but he really is mad. And I just bet he's kind of, um, you know, might be hard to be around. So she's hard to be around. Well, she's doing a rom-com right now, isn't she? Yes, she is. She doesn't, yeah. But this is all okay. Okay. This now, is all going to be okay. You know, look, darling, this morning, um, she was promoting, here's another uh, anniversary, 15 years ago, Pride and Prejudice. Oh. With Kira Knightley came out. Oh, the bag. And, of course, the one guy, what is his name? I can't think of his name. Well, he's in succession. Yes, I know. And, it. um... um She's still friends with Rosamund Pike, and they were in that movie. I just feel like the small, like the British acting scene. It's very small. Small, and everybody knows each other. Oh, Matthew McFadden. Yes, I love him. And Pride and Prejudice. And she, and Kira Knightley, so she was on... she was on with Amy Robach, and uh, Amy just said, you know, I love that movie. She kind of went on and on. They showed a cute clip of it, and then it was so cute because Kira Knightley was like... On I Love Daniel in Succession. I'm obsessed with that show. I love that show. You know? Yeah, I do love that show. And she she has the most lovely accent. She's a lovely person. Very we've much. Always, we've always been drawn towards her. Always. And she's an excellent actress. And, and remember, remember when she lo- was in, even when, when she was in Pirates of the Caribbean, she you know, she so was darling. she was like, because she's always, I don't know. Darling. I really, we have liked her for a long time. Forever. Notting Hill. Yeah, no, she's, she's absolutely. Or not Notting Hill, no, Love, actually, Love Actually is what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Anyway, so they talked about that, but this new movie that actually it got released in the UK like in March. And it's called, she's promoting this movie, it's called Misbehavior and it's based on a true story. This could be a companion piece to Mrs. America. It feels like it is, yeah. Because it's a true story about this British brand name success story called the World Miss World Contest. And it aired, um, it was by the same couple that gave us, you know, Come Dancing, Strictly Come Dancing, which became Dancing with the yes, Stars. Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, this uh, Miss World Contest, and it was a 1970 Miss World Contest. It was broadcast all over the world. Bob Host was... Bob Hope. Hope was the host. Yep. He ended up covered up in flour. The BBC was embarrassed and the fledgling women's liberation movement were were in glory because they disrupted this pageant. Okay, got it. In 1970 because that was the height of burn your bra and stop yeah. judging us for our looks and women were just like really incensed with beauty pageants. So they, Kira and this other, uh, Jesse Buckley play these two women's libbers, quote unquote, activists who launch a protest from the audience and Greg Kinnear plays Bob Hope. Oh, I love that. Who 
sense of humor deserted him horribly on that night. It's like one of Bob Hope's, I guess, worst, worst moments that people have conveniently forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, um, and then, uh, uh, Gugu Mabathara, she plays the contestant Miss Gr- uh, Granada who becomes Miss World. The very first um, black woman, woman to win right. Miss World. Yes. So this is the movie that Kira's. Oh. Doesn't it sound great? Oh, I'm it, reading it. I'm reading it. It comes it out good. on demand uh, next Friday, but I think we're, we're going to watch this. So let's hear a little from Kira. It, it tells the true story when women's liberation activists stormed the stage at the Miss World um, pageant. It's been 50 years since that's happened, but what can we learn about it today? Oh, gosh, you know, I think what I was, I, I didn't know anything about it. So it was the women's uh, liberation movement that stormed the 1970s Miss World, and uh, they managed to disrupt the show with flower bombs and things like that. Um, and at the, that point, it was one of the largest broadcasts in the world. It was bigger than the Olympics. Um, and they managed to really put women's rights on the map, I think. Um, I think what we can learn is what I loved about the, the script is that it really shows different points of view. You know, I think that going in, you think I'm just going to be 100% on the side of, of the feminists kind of storming this thing and then I think what I really loved about it was really showing the point of view of the beauty contestants and the opportunities that it was it was giving for those women so I love the conversation I think it's a conversation that's really important and I think it's really important to listen to different points of views particularly today and I think that that's what this film does I mean I just listening to her time it doesn't matter what she says but that that was the biggest show at at don't the time you, I in remember the world, watching world. these Huge pageant. And and I guess this couple, this London businessman, Eric Morley and his wife, um, you know, they he was this very rafish, very handsome man. And they decided to have this Miss World after they, they'd done this dancing. First, it was like a come dancing. Then it was strictly kind of, but they, right? he was like this. He could really envision, you know, all the razzle dazzle. With the show, and then Bob Hope. I never heard about this Bob Hope incident. No, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. I'll tweet it out where he's on stage, and you can see the women pulling back the bottom of the stage and, and holding th- signs and throwing things flower. at him. Oh gosh! <laughs> anyway, so we'll have. Is there any more from Kara? Or is it just that one kind? No, we have one more. Okay, let's listen. Kara, I know your character is inspired by wanting to protect her daughter. We just mentioned you're the mom of of two daughters yourself. Um, yeah. Can you relate? Did you relate to her? Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, I I think as soon as you have kids, probably before you have kids, you just become incredibly aware of uh, of all the things that society sort of projects onto women. Um, And so, yeah, I'm very careful with the sort of the content that I show. um, Well, mostly my oldest kid, my youngest one is not interested (laughs) at all. all I mean, I, I, I used to be a lot more careful, but since being in quarantine and everything, I think she's probably seen way more than I, I wanted her to see as far as all of the shows on, on various streaming channels. But, um, you know, I do try and give her, like, positive female role models, definitely. She's got a five-year-old. Yeah. And a one-year-old. Yeah, I know. I just love... There's something about her always. Mm-hmm. Every movie she's always been in, she just brings such a different... She's so good. Yeah, she really is. And she's so wonderful on the big screen. Yeah, and she's been acting for such a long time because I think she's only like 35 or 36 or something. She just so much. She kind of has that Meryl Streep ish sort of thing with her. With an English accent. Yeah, and always, you know, but anyway, this movie looks good. Miss Behavior.
It it's really at 88% does. on Rotten Tomato because it was released in uh, the UK. Right. It, I think we're going to like it. And just to remind everybody now, you know, and that Chris Evans, you know, basically confirmed that, yes, indeed, that was his lobster roll that got tweeted out accidentally by him uh, on his Instagram live or not tweeted, but it went out over the Internet because when he told Tamron Hall that's embarrassing, that's admission. Yes, it is. That that, that was indeed my Captain America. Okay. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Honestly. And we salute. That's Honestly. right. And Honestly. now that he's gotten our attention, he wants us to do something that was super cute this morning. Um, that he did that, that that was the... Because I guess he had decided, and he was on a Tamron Hall today with this director, Mark Hassan. He ha- has been very active in encouraging and getting out the vote like super passionate yeah, even before covid like he had started right, on this right. Plan. Yeah. and so like this this was kind of like a r- great way to make um dong a nade taste right. even oh. better. <laughs> you really tried that one. i know Lori. Lori, that's really fun <laughs> did you like that i, I just can't even dong a nade mm-hmm. Coming to a store near you yeah okay look at the time all right when we come back it's time for the dirt alert this is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, I think, I, I think we know what the top dirt story is going to be, but give it to us. Yes, this is, we just announced, well, we didn't announce it, but yeah. the, we read it at the top of the Dirt Alert at the 3 o'clock hour that Cardi B is filing for divorce from Offset. TMZ reporting that the Cardi B filed court documents in Georgia. She wants a disillusion of the marriage. She's listed as the plaintiff. Offset is listed as the defendant. She filed the paperwork today. Now, also according to court documents, TMZ reporting that Cardi is seeking primary physical custody as well as legal custody of their two-year-old daughter, Culture. She wants Offset to pay child support. We don't know how much she's asking for at this point. No word on spousal support either, at least for now. That's according to TMZ. But Cardi B is also making it clear in these documents that they're currently separated and that there are no prospects for a reconciliation. She is done. Oh, yeah, I believe it. And the last thing that she had with him where she shared something was August 20th. She tweeted a link to Amigo song. Okay. Seems like she makes more money than he does. Oh, yeah. And then... Last week, she t- just said, it just said this, her heart finally told her to stop wasting her time. It's time. All that right. was just yep. all she posted okay. on social media. I, my mind is running rapid, rampant. Really? Yes. This is so surprising. I think she caught him in bed with another man. Oh. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Maybe maybe Offset is bisexual and uh, he and Cardi... Have there been rumors about this that you know where that's coming from? Oh, Julia, there's always rumors if you go to the shade room and you know where to go, okay? Um, But, you know, maybe they had, like, an agreement, like, because she did bust him, bust him openly, and and she was open about with all of her fans. She said, yeah, he cheated on me. Right. What am I going to do? She used more colorful language. I just forgave him and took him back, and now he knows. But otherwise, I could be cheated on by anybody. I just am doing my relationship. Right. You know, and right. her. So they got back together. and um, Yeah, and they had a whole stage performance he, of reconciliation. Oh, I hated that, where he did the public yes. apology yes. and all of that. So... Anyway, so maybe, you know, like she caught him or maybe his pants were down, you know, with another woman and another guy, you know, maybe right? it was, you know, oh who dear. knows what it oh was. Dear. But I think uh, that she... Um, Whatever it is, she's feeling scorned because Cardi B so. is also adamant, according to these court documents, mm-hmm. that Offset pays the legal expenses for this divorce and mm-hmm. child support yes mm-hmm. and child support yep. mm-hmm. and tmz reporting that it doesn't really sound like there's a prenup because cardi b is asking for an equitable division of all marital assets Jeez, it just seems like she has more money than he does well yes doesn't it seem like cardi b is more successful i don't know i don't know anything about between cardi b and music and who sells what but because um, they've only been married for three years. Did yeah. they secretly get married in like 2017? Yeah, they got secretly married in 2017. And they didn't even tell us about that until a year later. And because they were like at their cousin's house in yeah. the bedroom. And that TMZ reported that it's a sp- it was a spur of the moment thing that Offset mm-hmm. turned to Cardi B and said, marry me. And she was down for it. They brought in an officiant to formally marry yeah. them. And shortly thereafter, then they filed for the marriage certificate in Fulton yeah. County, Georgia, which made it le- legal. So. Or, you know, maybe he was uh, boinking her like a newly hired assistant or something or assistant of like a year's just real Woman scorned. Something's done. She's done. There's no going back. It's scorched earth. Yeah. And Georgia is probably, we have no idea. We never have celebrity divorces in Georgia. We don't know. It's not, you know. I don't know. Because this is some very specific stuff. No chance. Because Georgia, I bet anything, they try and get you to stay together. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying if you want to make divorces clean without any, you know, it's community property, 50 50, kind of that sort of stuff. So they there isn't the accusatory um, ways that you have, like even New York. You, you have, have to have a reason, a reason yeah, you still do. all these years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reasons are like three infidelity fraud. I mean, it's really kind of antiquated mm-hmm. legal thinking. Seems to me, but anyway. All right, well, he did her dirty. We yeah. wish her whatever well. it is. We wish her well. Yeah, I feel like Cardi B's gonna be doing okay for herself. Yeah, like she's this. gonna be fine. Yes. And Offset is gonna try and beg her, but I'm glad she's not on tour, so we don't have to see a pathetic public apology.
very well. <laughs> Emily Ratajkowski is consu- uh, accusing a photographer named Jonathan Letter of sexually assaulting her during a photo shoot at his home in 2012. He's denying the accusations. Now, Emily wrote a really long essay for New York Magazine that was published today. And she wrote that one of the things she's writing about is that her then agent had her travel to this guy, Jonathan Leader's upstate home in New York for an unpaid photo shoot for a magazine called Darius that required, required an overnight stay. Now, she was unknown at this time. Emily was only 20 years old. Oh, no. Yeah, she says upon arriving at Jonathan Letter's home that she was surprised to discover that she would be modeling lingerie. Didn't tell her that. And she said in an attempt to appear mature, she accepted the red wine he offered her throughout the evening. She said, I'd been taught that it was important to earn a reputation as hardworking and easygoing. You never know who they'll be shooting with next, she said, my agent told me. And after being photographed in lingerie, Emily claims that Jonathan said, quote, let's try naked now. And then she took off her clothes and then she said she disassociated from the experience. She said, I began to float outside myself watching as I climb back onto the bed. So she details the sexual assault uh, episode in this essay. It's actually a really interesting essay where she talks about being a model. And what does that mean when your body is out there in a public space? How do you have ownership of yourself? Well, you know what? I read this thing. It explained a lot to me about about why she she posts what she posts as far as like being scantily. She likes to wear very little clothing and all of this. But now I look at it through a whole nother lens of an eye and thinking it, this is her way of getting her power back. Well, and owning it's it. interesting because I'm thinking of who's married to this guy, Beckham. What's his name? Victoria Beckham said the reason she always wore such tiny little clothes was because she was so insecure. It was to overcome her insecurity. It's interesting the way different things manifest themselves and mm-hmm. how we dress. Yeah. Yeah. And Emily kind of talked about that to a certain degree in a documentary from a couple of years ago called The American Meme, where she oh. was talking about, like, this is my body and I have agency over it and yeah. I'm going to have control over how I put this out. I into can the world. see how yeah. this experience at 20 would like form that. And I've always, I, I, I got to be honest. I always click on Emily's picture because I just think she's got a banging bob. She does I, I want I want to see what she looks yeah, like. She I enjoy it. I enjoy. Yeah, she does. Uh, I'm looking give at that. her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the full essay in New York Magazine. It's worth. It's worth a read, and it's a little bit. It is a little heartbreaking, and if you've had anything happen to you, I would say it would be a triggering thing to read. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just a warning there. Mm-hmm. And finally, it looks like the Daily Mail, maybe they're giving Brandy Glanville some money because she's telling her side of the story when it comes to her rendezvous with Denise Richards. She's telling us in every dirty little think, detail. Right, tell me, ladies, did it happen or didn't it happen? Uh, it sounds like it happens, and it, so- it sounded like Denise, you know... <laughs> Didn't want it to be discussed out loud. Oh, you finally. But I mean, that's all right. That's no, she had a right. It. it was kind of a setup on Bravo's part. So I get it. I get it all the way around. All right. You know, people like to be private. So I yeah. know they do. Well, we're not going to be private. It's the you go. What are we doing? It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Duh. It's time for the study of duh. Duh. Okay. Um, duh. Yeah. Okay. This is 
really a study of death. I mean, well, really first of all, should we tell people what the day it is? Because I keep forgetting. Today is the fifteenth of September. <laughs> okay. If you're counting down to the anything. sun sets before eight now, in case anyone's taking track, keeping track at home, and we've had amazing sunsets lately, Julia. It is the bittersweet time of year where we're clinging to the idea of summer with, by our fingertips. Mm-hmm. Inventing. I am not I, someone who's just going, I can't wait for boots and coats. Ooh, who do you know? I actually know people. Right who, now? Yes, who love fall. Oh, they love the Christmas. They mm-hmm. they are they're here for it. They already have their mums if they own a house. Well, the mom thing is fine. I'm just because saying. Because they're on I, sale right now. Okay, is that it? But yeah. yeah, there are people that really, you know, they really and truly. I have to say, I did when I was driving to work, drive by a maple mm-hmm. that's turning. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah. That's about it. That's all the good I can say. You would think we're used to the four seasons by now, but yet we go reluctantly from season to season. Not this year. (laughs) Okay, so here is here's the study of duh. So they decided to look at people dating in uh, this whole new world, and they talked to people. I know it, but Julia, here's what they found out. Uh, I feel like we talk about this every day. All right, what is something new? Young people say. Three out of four say the number one thing to them in a person is how hot they are. Physical attractiveness. That's why the pictures work. Okay, that is why. That starts People there. over the age of 50 say... It's the pocketbook. Kindness. <laughs> kind, it's kindness the, yeah. is the most important attribute that they're looking for in a partner. And I just say that this seems like a duh mm-hmm. to me, but um, that they wouldn't be worried about appearance, that they would be worried and that older people are more der- nervous for their first date than older than when they're younger. And then that's a duh too, because of course you hadn't dated a long time if you're married or something. Yeah. yeah and young, I mean, that's when you should have confidence and um, yeah, let's see. The kindness is a big deal. It's seventy nine percent. It's the number one. And the way thing. you would find that out mm-hmm. would be typically in the normal times. Yes. If you go out somewhere and you meet someone for a cup of coffee or you meet someone right. for a quick bite to eat, how they treat the people around them. Yeah, right, right. That's how you can find that out right away. Right. But so now you just have to see if they listen to you, see if they ask you questions. How polite they yeah. are. Yeah, see if they open the it. door. Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, anyway, good. so that just seems like we could have told them all that because, yeah. of course, you know, when you're... But you still care about looks. I'm not going to lie. Yes, because you still need it's, something to start it. You got to have some. It spark. doesn't matter nearly as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of sparks, this is a study of da. Half of couples say it's been tough to keep the spark these past six months because many of the things that couples do to keep the sparks going are taking trips, right? Going out, on going a date night. Yeah, doing all these sort seeing of a things. Play. Yeah, seeing plays, going out dancing, right. seeing a concert, all the things. Traveling for work. Yes, all this. Missing each other. None of that is happening anymore. So now people are finding that the spark is dragging for people who are in a relationship. And, um, you know, I could, yeah, that seems like a duh. That it does really does. Like, because yeah. we. If you are in something, you do at least at least once in a while. You're doing something to spark things up. If you're going to have any happiness, and I think you, if you have young kids or kids in oh, school, I mean that yeah. that added. I just feel I have oh 
When you don't know where you are in time and space, mm. it's hard to be horny. Yeah. Well, but it's in, so if true. your kids are always with you because they don't go to school anymore. Again, as Holly <laughs> said, when you don't know where you are in time and or space. And there's always there and you're supposed to, you know, yeah. the poor yeah. teachers who are working gross hours and the parents who are working. I just, I, we feel for you people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're encouraging the aunties and uncles and cousins or any uh, siblings that might have extra time. Think about how you could be a helper. For the for the school for the, for the parents yeah for, for the people parents, you know that yeah. are parents however you might be able to however that could be I don't know that I could have worked out. I don't know what I would have done but with this job with my kids and having to do this way that school is happening I just feel for everybody yeah that's why everybody feels like they're working two uh-huh. jobs at yeah. the very least I mean this is another one of my study okay of does that this I, I'm sorry but a lot of these studies right now are very Corona, no, yeah. they're Corona related, but here's a study. Maybe of take comfort that you're not alone, people. Yeah, you know? uh, that the whole idea at the beginning of the pandemic that working from home was going to be easier because people wouldn't have their daily commute to the office. But now 65% of people say, I'm working more hours than I ever worked. And almost 60% are feeling more stressed than they ever have. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get any alone time or away, but the physical work location sets that physical boundary between work and home and your commute, which people probably will never complain about again. They miss listening to the radio in their car driving to work. They miss their alone time. They might miss just being able to make private converse calls because they're not in their house with everybody else there. Everything is so blurred, like Holly had said about the parents, but it's for people working from home. So I think maybe it's going to come around where people, it's going to be the rare people who are going to want to stay at home that most people want to get back to work and being able to... You know, have there, lunch with and your friendships with your coworkers too. Yeah, um, there is something. I'll, I think I think it was J.P. Morgan or some big company did a study about the um, creativity uh, effect by people not gathering together to um, collaborate ideas. and bounce ideas off versus just this zooming thing and how. It's not going to be a model to sustain itself having no. everyone be at home because you need to collaborate. People need change in their day. People are starting to hate their houses because that room used to be my favorite room to read in and right. just relax. Now it's my my office. And the majority of Americans in this survey said they feel like their bosses are, are um, discouraging them to take any time off because they've gotten used to all the extra hours that they're working are we all feeling this? I mean, well, yes, I, I'm going to say that this is this study is right on. The well, money. you don't want to put extra work on anybody to take time off. That too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. So it's just adding to people's. Uh, it's going to end worries. someday. It is. It it's is going to end. It is one and day they, at a time. Breathe. And, and <gasps> people are just feeling like uh, they are working more from yeah. home than they did when they actually went into an office. Right. Yeah, and I I do, you kind of miss that idea of the physical distancing, like, okay, it stops at least till I have to look later, 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 but I get a break. Yes. And another study is 
more people are feeling free to start happy hour earlier at home. <laughs> just kind so of bleed. That's, that's the day is bleeding right. into the night. That was another thing. Oh, Lord. Well, we just... Oh, geez. Just, Here's a study just to make you go duh and sick duh. at the same time. All right. People who exercise at least four times per week are happier and more successful. It's by discipline. Yeah. It's discipline. It's the discipline. Mm-hmm. It's uh, 79% of, of Americans feel the pandemic has helped them become more aware of their health and wellness. Maybe because they're working so much, they do have to get out and at least walk or go, you know, be, do something to, to really break up stress, the monotony. To break yeah. up the monotony. I feel that way. I feel like I exercise more now than I did before. I really yeah. do. It's, I because need it, it was for the a way of getting out some of the aggression. I like to hit balls. Yeah. Well, that is, listen, that's a great thing about um, tennis. Yeah. Just hit it hard and just whack it or really any, anything any, any kind of sport People i mean run i faster bike faster yeah. you know you you know do more kickboxing i do whatever. my classes and i just how he rides a bike you i know? think uh i always think when i'm doing it i'm just like look at you just throwing your punches and kicking and i don't know how. run but always julia i mean i get right now i just Get out of burpees like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Lori, you gets, get out of burpees? Burpee. I get out of burpees. I don't know anyone who, I, I don't know anyone who loves burpees. Nobody there likes burpees. means to an end, and I don't no. know what the means is. Yeah, yeah. Or the ends. Well, so I end up doing... Uh, Quick I'm, twitch, what is it? No, up I down. end up doing high knees, and I really try and make them go high <laughs> to make up for the fact that I'm not down and up and down and up. I get a head rush sometimes. <laughs> Going down and up and down and up. Yeah. You can get your knees going. Your heart rate, if you're you doing can. high And knees. I'm just like babying my shoulder. I just feel like that that is a hard uh, position for me to go down and do it as fast. Because I don't want to be some lumbering goat of a... Of a, you like know. you are a runner. Yes, I'm a fast Lori, runner in place. In place, but in place. not in reality outside. Oh, no. Her feet have, have like weights on the bottom and you go clump, 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 oh, clump. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm an even lazier runner than the last time we ran together 20 years ago, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> and I was stunned. I'm like, those feet don't lift up. Yeah, no, it's really, it's amazing. I'm a light outdoorsy person. That's what I would call it. Extra light. <laughs> You like to wear the coats. Yes, <laughs> I do. When when I'm ready for that season. But anyway, so keep exercising. It is it is it is helping us and people are exercising more and they're doing it cuz they do realize, "Oh, this does make me It makes you feel better. It makes you feel better." Yeah. So all right, there we there, go. There, we've well, solved everything and nothing at right, the same time. All right, we come time. back. Holly has watched a program that we haven't gotten to. Right. And so we're going to get a review um, of Paris Hilton's documentary when we come back. Green just did a great story about this whole thing. This pay gap coming. Oh, what's going you. on and everything. It looks like so much fun. This is a big win, and it's a week from Saturday. I mean, it's an yeah. opportunity to go hang out and have fun. Well, we've done a terrible job of promoting it today, so promotions would spank us if they knew. If they weren't so busy working two jobs at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing it. Um, Did you look at Holly posted the the still, the Instagram still yesterday of the rehearsal for the Fast Times at Ridgemont High Table reading? Yes, yes, Of Jennifer Aniston up in the corner and then Brad Pitt down in the other. What did you think of his surfer... um, 
boy. I like look, him. You it liked it? Yeah, I can't help it. And what did you think of, like, didn't you think she just kind of was looking at him like you're ridiculous? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, he is ridiculous. But Julia Roberts is on it, Matthew McConaughey. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Well, no, Brad Pitt looks hot. I'm sorry. You do. You like, I do. You like his look. Okay. I can't. I cannot help okay, myself well, with that guy. Okay, look at it. If you haven't seen him, it's just an Anyone Instagram Anyone wants live. a good movie to watch just to, just to look. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Oh, no. She's thinking Legends of the Fall. I am and me, Joe Black. Lori oh. and I saw Legends of Fall at the Edina Theater, and mm. I didn't think we were breathing. No, I know it. We, we really we needed resuscitation. We, Julia Armand, we didn't breathe. No, I know I mean, it was like, Oh my god! And we're like hitting, clicking each other, knee to knee. Like, how can that happen? And then he did meet Joe Black, which people didn't love, but I. We, yeah. He was so. And then the river runs through. Oh it my god! I mean, but you know, he had our heart in Thelma and Louise. Oh Let's be my honest. word! When he was given, you know, Louise mm-hmm. oh everything yeah. she needed, he's or was it Thelma? I always give. I was get I I can never remember. It was the Gina. Well, it was Gina Davis. Davis but I can never remember if she was who's Thelma who? or Louise. Who can say she's Lori? Thelma? She's Thelma. Who can say? All right, so Holly, you watch the Paris Hilton show. This is Paris, Paris. right? Yeah, the docu- documentary. That's right. It's on YouTube, so anybody can watch it. It's free. I think you can get the extended cut if you have a YouTube subscription. Mm-hmm. But this was a documentary we were talking about a couple, at least a couple weeks ago. Yes. This had the explosive allegations that Paris Hilton was sharing for the first time. She talks about the abuse that happened to her at this place called the Provo Canyon School. That's part of the documentary. Yeah. But the other part of the documentary is telling Paris Hilton's story. In a way that she's like, I've never told these details before. And I feel like she kind of has in the past couple of years. But I felt like the documentary missed an opportunity to really focus on the Provo Canyon school story. But do you think it had to be one or the other, though? Well, no, it didn't have to be one or the other. I just felt that the documentary didn't effectively blend the two. And that out of all the things in the documentary, talking about the Provo Canyon school was probably the area that maybe would have been more insightful but you know well this is the big takeaway from it that's getting a lot of media attention because so many people whatever hashtags that that show used about uh i don't know what 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 they used yesterday but the la times has a story that she's the biggest thing she's done is shine the spotlight on this kind of abuse which is very typical of what happens to a lot of rich <clears throat> kids whose parents uh, are, decide, done parenting. are done parenting and decide that they're going to have like a school. And even from, was it surprising to you like how she was enrolled in this school? Well, yeah. Well, and plus Paris Hilton talks about the fact that she was too scared to share any of the details with her parents, Rick and Kathy Hilton, and that Kathy learns about the details of this abuse for the first time in front of the cameras in this Whoa. documentary. And you could tell that Kathy is processing a lot of it, but she's guarded because she's in front of the camera and she kind of you feel like. But what does it say about Paris Hilton's relationship with her mom? I mean, she has entrusted her mom for many since this happened mm-hmm. that she waited this long to tell her she didn't. You know what I mean? So maybe it'll, maybe it'll help their relationship. Well, maybe it will, right. You know, yeah. because that's pretty... Well, and Paris talks about the abuse that she suffered at the school was 
the catalyst for her to create the Paris Hilton persona. Oh, really? Essentially being like, I'm going to show you world. You're going to lock me up in solitary confinement and you're going to emotionally abuse me and give me drugs that I shouldn't be taking. Well, okay, I'm going to be successful. And you see Paris Hilton's drive. Her whole drive, she wants to be a billionaire. Yeah. Like she wants to make a billion dollars. Oh. She says that and people are like, why do you want to make a billion dollars? She's just like, I just want to make a billion dollars. So she's kind of on this hamster wheel of the Paris Hilton that we know. And she kind of questions if this is something that she wants to continue. And ultimately at the end of the movie, she's like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So did you like it? I mean, did, what grade do you give it? What star? What's I would give it maybe like two and a half, three. Okay. But if you're a fan of Paris Hilton or if you're a fan of gossip culture like yeah. we all are yeah you'll totally want to go back okay. and watch it all right i good. think so all right julia's not going to watch it that's what i'm taking from her expression <laughs> and the fact We're... of how she even said that are okay. you you're not even interested in, in one iota actually i was but it just no. i'm not today she's not a paris <laughs> hilton to... fan the I, way i i laura you really I were was, yeah i mean that um, that simple life i just flip and love that show yeah yeah can you go back and never watch that? That show was just I'm so sure silly you and can, funny. Lori. It's probably streaming I mean, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Well, I did. Um, I don't know. I did just want to get a review from somebody who watched it. I just haven't because I've been busy watching my HBO, Holly. No, but you're stars. also watching your Love Island. Love Island oh. and Dancing with the Stars. And then the new HBO show last night, one or third day with Jude Law or whatever the heck that one, one. I actually, I I'm t- out talking to people. Are you? How, yes. Yeah, you're and in I'm, the dating it, mix. Well, Aww. well, no, I don't even mean that. I mean, like, you watch so much TV. Julia, I'm not dating. This is the difference. I'm dating my husband, and we do spend quite a bit of wonderful alone time together. <laughs> but we can't talk all the time, and we can't fool around all the time, and we can't eat all the time. Jeez. And there's only Details. so much dancing you can do in your tiny little living room. How is the dancing? We'll be back tomorrow. I miss the club. Yeah. Everybody have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.